Hey folks, uh, today is a special uh, pre-Thanksgiving podcast. Today is November 22nd, 1963, and I wanted to talk about and commemorate the death of uh, our 35th president, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, uh, one of my favorites. And uh, I just talk a little bit about the lessons learned from his presidency, from his life and from his death and what it means to our democracy, what the rise of political violence in our own time means, uh, the violence that we see that's on social media and off. And uh, check it out, share it. Don't forget to hop over to the Be The One You Need podcast. We have a great surviving Thanksgiving and the holidays family guide for those of you that got those MAGA relatives or those crazy political relatives and you're on the left and they're on the right or you're on the right and they're on the left and you can't even sit civilly at the dinner table. Y'all need to grow up. But listen to that uh, podcast from this week because I think it'll help you uh, to take care of yourself and practice good self-care as you're trying to get through the holidays and enjoy your family um, and protect yourself because you need to do that. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. And here we go. Hey, everybody. This is Sophia Nelson, and it is November 22nd. 2022. It is the 59th anniversary of the uh, tragic death of President John Fitzgerald Kennedy on this day 59 years ago in Dallas, Texas. Uh, If like me, you've been to Dealey Plaza, um, it is surreal to stand in the place where the vibrant and full and youthful life of our 35th president was so tragically and horrifically taken uh, in the presence of his young wife sitting in the car next to him with young children waiting back in Washington on the Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, it is one of the great mysteries and great tragedies of American history. And indeed, I would say history in general. And uh, as someone who's a big John F. Kennedy fan, always have been, um, and I've read every book that there is on him, uh, on Camelot, on um, his upbringing, watched every series, uh, read every bit of the assassination uh, records, uh, the House Select Committee uh, that followed up post the Warren Commission's report that many found simply ridiculous. Uh, I am one of those people that believes in a couple things, and I'm going to talk about that in a moment, but I wanted to just pause on this uh, 59th anniversary, next year will be the 60th anniversary. And I want to pause to remember John F. Kennedy. Uh, in my book, um, E Pluribus One, Reclaiming Our Founders' Vision for a United America, which this podcast is named after, the One America podcast, I talk about John and Jackie Kennedy and noblesse oblige, which is a a French phrase that simply means that the noble classes uh, serve as well or are obligated to serve. And uh, President John F. Kennedy was certainly, um, if we had royalty in this country, the Kennedys were it uh, at the beginning of the uh, 20th century and throughout uh, tragic deaths of John F. Kennedy and his brother Robert, both assassinated, murdered uh, by fellow Americans. Uh, but the great mystery around President Kennedy's death is that to this day in 2022, uh, the records that should have been released decades ago or last year or through every president, whether it's Trump or Biden, have still not been released. Some believe that's because some of the informants and people involved in those 
goings on at the time are still alive and they don't want to compromise them, but that's not okay. We, the people of the United States, are entitled to that information. We're entitled to know who killed our president and who was involved, no matter who they were or where those chips fall. It's one of the great things about being a part of a great society, uh, which I hope that we still are. But a few thoughts about President Kennedy's death. Uh, The first one that comes to mind is um, very applicable to our times, which is that John F. Kennedy was the victim of political violence as was his brother Robert. Uh, People who didn't like their politics, their policies, their beliefs, their thoughts, their life, whatever it was, decided to take their lives. And I believe it's a fool's errand. um, And I've said this many times, and this is going to be my position to the day I die. In America, we give people trials and we give them due process before we declare that they did something. And... To this day, Lee Harvey Oswald is considered the sole assassin and murderer of John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Lee Harvey Oswald, as you know, was shot two days after President Kennedy was murdered and silenced by Jack Ruby, a nefarious saloon owner in Dallas who had deep ties to the mob. Uh, And uh, Jack Ruby himself died in his cell, wanted to speak to the Warren Commission, couldn't make it happen. The Warren Commission was a sham And I'm a big Earl Warren fan, but that whole thing stinks to high heaven. The magic bullet, the bullet that flies all over and goes in heads, out of heads, through necks, through seats, through uh, bones and uh, lodges itself somehow on a gurney in the hospital. Poppycock ridiculous foolishness. And that Lee Harvey Oswald is still deemed to be the sole murder of John F. Kennedy is offensive to me as an American because he never had a trial. We never heard from him. We have buried him, buried the secrets of that day, buried the conspirators of that day. And we just have let history uh, condemn this man without a trial. Now, let me say this, the House Select Committee on Assassinations, uh, which I believe was in the 70s or 80s, uh, was reconvened because there was such a big outcry about the way the Warren Commission had conducted its investigation or non-investigation, the magic bullet and all that other serious foolishness. Um, And the House determined, and you should go read those transcripts, they're available online or through the Kennedy Library or the National Archives, determined that there was likely a conspiracy of uh, plotters and planners and that there was likely uh, more than one shooter. Um, Everybody that was at Dealey Plaza that day Uh, You could go back again, pull the tapes. The tapes don't lie. Everybody ran towards the grassy knoll. That's where they heard the shots from. People got on the ground. They ducked. They covered. Nobody was looking at the school book deposit building, depository building. Um, I've been to Dealey Plaza. It looks so much bigger in the movies. It's a very tiny place. So I see that if I were plotting to assassinate a president as these, whether it was the mob, the CIA, both Castro, I don't know who it was. But whoever was involved understood uh, the route. It was a turkey shoot. It was triangulation. Um, The car slowed. Uh, There was no way he was getting out of there alive. And uh, there are uh, people who've admitted to being involved that day. Uh, This one gentleman, I don't remember his name. I think he died in jail. He was uh, uh, from Sicily, a hitman. He says he uh, got off the famous kill shot that uh, was captured on the Zapruder film. If you've never watched a Zapruder film and you can stomach it, you should. 
Um, because again, it tells us that they lied to us. And so to me, the first takeaway about President Kennedy's assassination is that the government lies to the people when it's convenient. And we're seeing that play out right now. We're seeing political violence, whether it's against uh, gay persons in nightclubs, whether it's against politicians or authors like Salman Rushdie to write books and people stab them at their events. I get threats. We all get threats. That is now a part of being a journalist, a columnist, a writer, a speaker, um, a politician, someone covering politics. All of us now live with that as our reality. So we should not be surprised when we see extreme factions like MAGA and others um, issue threats and then follow through on them. Uh, The irony of President Kennedy's assassination is that there was a lot of consternation and a lot of um, infighting in Dallas and in the Texas uh, Democratic Party, which is why Kennedy went down there as he anticipated running for re-election in 1964. And there were uh, posters out. They didn't have the internet. They didn't have what we have now. But it was clear that people wanted him dead, that they saw him as a threat to their American values, to their way of life. They didn't like the way he handled the Bay of Pigs, maybe even the Cuban Missile Crisis. They thought he should have gone to nuclear war, uh, that he wasn't conservative enough, that he wasn't extreme enough. Whatever their beef, they took the man's life. And so I think that there are parallels and there are lessons that we can learn from the assassination of John Kennedy that apply to our times today. Whether it's Donald Trump or whether it's Musk on Twitter or whether it's factions on the far, far left and groups and marginalized communities that uh, feel that uh, uh, soccer players should wear armbands in solidarity uh, with their movements and the soccer players push back and say, no, I'm here to play ball. I don't want to be involved in politics or it's Kyrie Irving, you know, watching a film on uh, Prime and sharing that link and, and offending an entire community of Jewish people and being labeled an anti-Semite, whether it's uh, Dave Chappelle and his comedy that offends people, whether it's me with a tweeted question that causes an uproar on a college campus where I didn't say it, where it had nothing to do with that campus and uh, really took a hit in my professional life and and I'm still dealing with the ramifications of that. Um, You know, I could go on and on and on about What happens when we're not tolerant, where we don't respect dissent, where we don't respect viewpoint diversity, where we don't respect that there are differences in a country that has many people who are different, many people who have different faiths, different beliefs, no beliefs, straight, gay, black, white, Latino, Asian, you know, rich, poor, middle class, all the things that America represents. It's a melting pot and that makes it tough here. Uh, We are not homogeneous, we are heterogeneous, so we are different, and that many has to become one, and I I think the last point for me about this is uh, that we, the American people, have to demand better from our government in terms of transparency and, and information and giving us what we are entitled to. This is a government by, for, and of the people, not a government by the government, for the government, by the government, and of it. That's not how America is supposed to work. We should have seen those files by now on the investigation of President Kennedy. I believe Lee Harvey Oswald, particularly if he was not a shooter, maybe he was involved in the conspiracy. I probably believe he was. 
uh, based on his background and some of the characters. The movie JFK takes a lot of heat, but I think that uh, Oliver Stone did a good job on making us really think through the characters involved and the ridiculousness, like someone of Clay Shaw who denied his whole life that he was in the CIA, actually was in the CIA. And, uh, you know, all the pieces that fit together when you want to see the truth. And I think that we have a right to that information. And I wish that Caroline Kennedy and some of the Kennedys would push for that. Uh, but maybe they feel like it's not something they as a family want to even know, which I understand and respect that. But I think that the, the past is prologue. And I think that if we don't learn from our past, it happens again. And we are in dangerous times. We are in violent times. Uh, I'm grateful that uh, so far since the death of John Kennedy and the shooting attempt on Ronald Reagan's life in the early 1980s, uh, our presidents have been safe and they've been secure and we've not had assassinations of senators and others as we saw in the 1960s when I was born. Uh, I wasn't born when John Kennedy was murdered, but I was one when Robert Kennedy was murdered. I don't remember, but my parents do. And my grandparents, I have one grandmother alive who still has a picture of JFK in her house. Uh, after all this time, she's in her 90s. Uh, he represented hope. He represented optimism. He represented peace. He represented uh, outreach and a desire to to deal with the Soviet Union and that whole Eastern Bloc and communism, the Cold War, as it were, at that time. Um he wanted to see man go to the moon. He didn't live to see man go to the moon, which is sad, but he had the vision and uh, his life was cut short. And look, we've all read the books about JFK, the man um, who was a philanderer and a cheat, callous towards women, uh, the innuendo that the Kennedy brothers had something to do with Marilyn Monroe's death and, and countless other bad things um, related to their sex lives. Um, I put that in the purview of God. God's the judge, Robert Kennedy, John Kennedy, they've been judged um, and they have met their maker. Uh, that's not for me to say or or to uh, take shots at them for the holes in their life and in their character. I think that in their uh, public service, however, uh, they were exemplary and um, they made a difference in this country for the short lives that they had. And I wished that they had lived to be old men who had corrected their ways personally. And they both had really amazing wives. Um, First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy and uh, Bobby's wife, Ethel, is still alive to this day in her 90s. Uh, good women, um, faithful women, loyal women uh, who protected their children and took care of their legacies after they were gone. And so uh, for those of you who are blessed enough to have a spouse today, love your spouse, be good to your spouse, honor and cherish your spouse and your family. As we go into this Thanksgiving uh, holiday, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Um, make sure you go over to the Be The One You Need podcast, also on Spotify and Apple, on all my platforms, and listen to the what I call the Holiday Family Survival Guide of how to get through the holidays with family members who are um, really a challenge for you, who are toxic to your soul. Uh, when you go back to grandmoms in Boston or you go down south and you sit in the same kitchen you sat in when you were a kid and there was drama going on and the same uncle who was a problem then is a problem now or you seeing a parent you're estranged from or whoever 
and it's uncomfortable and it's uneasy and now you've got your own family and you don't want your kids exposed to that or you don't want to be exposed to it. It's a lot. So check out uh, this latest episode that we did uh, for the holidays dealing with difficult relatives and toxic relatives and how to protect yourself. I think that'll bless you and help you. So um, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, being there. I'm going to have Mike Madrid on and, and Michael Steele on, uh, two of the best uh, Republican strategists and, and longtime pollsters. Michael was chair of the party, et cetera. We're going to get them on uh, before, uh, hopefully next week, if not the week after. Um, we're trying to work that out now. And I want to allow them to kind of sit uh, with you and give you an analysis of what happened in the midterms, where we are, where we're going. And then I want to get Sarah Longwell back. I think she's fabulous. And uh, uh, she's someone who's got her pulse on what's happening in this country politically. And I think she was very accurate in some of her uh, polling and focus groups that she was one of the people we ignored. We paid attention to the mainstream media nonsense. We'll talk about Trump. We'll talk about Pence. We'll talk about all of it. But Happy Thanksgiving. Again, I wanted to pause on this day um, uh, and remember President John Fitzgerald Kennedy and uh, the hope and optimism that he brought to a new generation of Americans, uh, those who served in World War II. If he were alive now, he'd be well over 100. Um, uh, But certainly um, someone who served, uh, who was wealthy and privileged, yes, but uh, he and his brother really changed the game. And I think uh, even Teddy, their youngest brother, who did get to live to be an old man and see his children and grandchildren and, and comb his gray hair uh, and uh, be a real, real icon in the United States Senate. Uh, the Kennedy brothers are all buried at Arlington National Cemetery. If you haven't been, go. It's an amazing trip. They now even have Joseph the oldest brother there who was killed in World War II, don't know that his remains are there, but a place for him. Uh, Teddy, uh, Bobby, and uh, Joseph are all in that forefront area before you walk around the corner to the majestic and eternal flame laid at John F. Kennedy's grave. And his widow, Jacqueline Bouvier Kennedy, Onassis is buried next to him. Uh, and his... Uh, some of the children that they lost, Patrick and a daughter. Uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. lost to us in the late 90s, tragic, uh, buried at sea with his wife and her sister. Um, And that family is one that has lost a lot. So thank you, President Kennedy, for your service. We just wanted to remember you today. And um, I pray that before I leave this earth, we get to know the truth about what happened on November 22nd, 1963. It matters. And uh, we ought to be vigilant about that. Uh, Thank you. Uh, God keep you and bless you. And a happy Thanksgiving.